Twitter refreshes website look and feel, YouTube courts creators with new monetization options, and Facebook gets a gift from the FTC. It's Monday, July 22nd, 2019. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 371 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 371 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and we have a lot to get through this week. Uh, So let's just dive right in and talk about Twitter, because you may have noticed Twitter updated its desktop page to make it more consistent in look and feel with other devices. The rollout, it's been in testing for the past few months, so this is no surprise, but if you haven't been to twitter.com on your desktop or laptop as of late, here's what you can expect. So the explore page has been added as a way to give users content that Twitter thinks they'll be interested in. We have bookmarks and lists. Those are available through a left sidebar navigation, direct messages. They're getting a lot more prominence and users can now actually see conversations and send messages all at once. And then there are different themes. You have dark mode. Those are available for users to switch between. So it's also noteworthy that moments have been shuffled underneath the more button. And that may mean the beginning of the end for that feature. If they're not giving it much prominence, it probably means they're not that interested in it. And that's why an update like this is interesting because it gives us a perspective of what's important to the platform and what it's going to be emphasizing in the future which is great for advertisers to be aware of. Clearly, Twitter has two main focuses. We have engagement through the Explore feature and messaging through DMs, direct messages. Those are going to be how Twitter keeps users on the platform, and it's going to be how it gives users reasons to come back. Both are efforts that have... Both are efforts that Instagram has excelled at that Twitter seems to be looking to emulate. And Twitter, by its very nature, should be excelling when it comes to exploring, promoting new and fresh content that people might be interested in, as well as DMs. The platform is uh, should naturally, like the fact that Twitter started out as a mobile messaging service, it should be uh dedicated to DMs and making DMs work. So Twitter is kind of playing a little bit of catch up in these areas and they're looking to Instagram to say, actually, we should be really good at that too. Let's figure it out. So that's what we can expect for Twitter moving forward. Let's shift gears and talk about YouTube because last week we talked about Facebook efforts to court video content creators on the podcast, but the original content creator powerhouse, YouTube, that hasn't been sitting on the sidelines either. YouTube introduced new monetization capabilities for creators at VidCon. The tools, they allow creators to reward fans who throw a little cash their way. One new feature is animated super stickers. So these allow creator fans to purchase basically digital swag during live streams and premiere videos. Those are 
videos that have been pre-recorded. They'll range between $5 and $20. Channel memberships, those have also been upgraded with new tiers. So any channel with 100,000 or more subscribers can have the ability to sell monthly memberships. Memberships, they give users access to exclusive content. And now five different tiers are going to be available with different rewards tied to each, similar to sort of a Patreon model. Uh, YouTube also added five partners to its merchandising program for creators. So those partners, they allow creators to basically make and sell merch to their fans. The creator arms race, it is in full swing as platforms from Twitch to Facebook to Snapchat to YouTube, all of them work to give creators more reasons to create content on their platforms versus going elsewhere. The real opportunity, though, that these platforms are focusing on is creating multiple revenue streams for creators beyond advertising. Advertising, it's table stakes. It's expected. It's there. The real opportunity for diversification and differentiation is really letting these creators sell advocacy opportunities to their fans. All right, our last story, this one we've been watching and paying attention to for a while. It's Facebook and the FTC. So Facebook's share price actually jumped almost 2% this week when the FTC levied a $5 billion fine on the social network for privacy violations. Now, this is the largest fine that has ever been levied by the FTC, but it really doesn't come with that much teeth. Facebook does not have to change the way it collects or shares data. It is going to have to document decisions on data before it rolls out new products, and it's going to have to keep a closer watch over how third parties use user information. But beyond that, Facebook is going to continue to operate as it has in the past. There was a lot of speculation that that the FTC would issue little more than a slap on the wrist for Facebook, but this really isn't even that. Facebook's primary concern going into this wasn't the fine, but it was that the FTC could fundamentally change how the social network could collect and monetize user data. That didn't happen. So we have this instance where there has been growing concern around privacy practices from digital companies, and that concern hasn't been met with much action. Now, they're not completely out of the woods. Facebook, Google, Apple, and Amazon, they were all before Congress this week defending their businesses. That suggests that there may be more questions and action in the future. My dog decided to make an appearance. Um, The biggest concerns revolve largely around monopolistic practices and major tech companies using their size to squeeze out smaller competitors. All right, that is it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So first up. Google has launched a new social networking app. It's called Shoelace, and it lets users organize events and activities at the local level by first listing their interests and then receiving recommendations of loops. Those loops, those are local activities that might be of interest. Now, users can create an RSVP to loops. Shoelace launches kind of on the heels of Google Plus being shut down just a couple of months ago, and its ambitions seem to be much more grounded. Instead of trying to be everything, it's trying to be specific. Even so, Google's attempts at social networking, those have been pretty unsuccessful to date, so Shoelace would definitely be an outlier if it took off. 
Needless to say, I'm a little bearish on it. Uh, Amazon, they held their annual Prime Day event this week, and one of the deals was one I definitely won't be taking. Amazon is offering to give users a $10 coupon in exchange for installing Amazon Assistant. This is a browser extension that gives users the ability to comparison shop online. Here's the thing, though. It collects information on the URLs user visit, URLs users visit, portions of content viewed on a website, and it, and it watches, quote, all of your web movements, unquote. And that's according to Ghostery president Jeremy Tillman. Amazon says it won't be collecting information from social network from social networking sites, nor does it connect information to users' Amazon accounts unless they actually interact with the Amazon Assistant extension. All right, that's a little Amazon says trust us. We'll we'll see. Uh, Apple's finally starting to think that podcasts might be a thing. The company, they've been reaching out to media companies to explore acquiring exclusive rights to certain podcasts as a way to fend off the likes of Stitcher and Spotify, the latter of which recently acquired podcast company Gimlet. Apple has been a reluctant follower to a medium that it essentially invented. Most podcasts, they're still listened to in the Apple Podcast app, but it's kind of acquiesced its decade-long head start on dominating the category to emerging players. Now, the sleeping giant appears to be waking up. Facebook started selling its Libra, Libra cryptocurrency to Congress during a Senate hearing this week. Facebook's blockchain lead, David Marcus, he answered questions from senators with concerns that a cryptocurrency would just be just expand Facebook's power and allow it to ignore and enabling it or allowing it would ignore Facebook's previous privacy lapses. Now, Marcus argued that Libra wasn't just coming from Facebook. Almost 30 company, thirty other companies are behind it. He also reaffirmed a commitment that Libra will not go live until all regulatory concerns have been taken care of. He also noted that Calibra, the body responsible for running Libra, will be run in Switzerland and will not share any financial information with Facebook. Netflix released its quarterly earnings this week, and subscriber growth has slowed down in the midst of increasing subscription prices on Netflix's part and new streaming competition. Despite all of this, though, Netflix committed to remain an ad-free platform, despite speculation over recent months that ads may be coming. However, after watching the last season of Stranger Things, I don't know about you, I wouldn't exactly call Netflix ad-free. That was quite a bit of product placement. Uh, Facebook will soon be updating creative restrictions for mobile newsfeed ads. Soon, mobile newsfeed ads will only show three lines of text. Previously, seven could be viewed. Users can still click to show more. Photos and videos, they'll have a maximum aspect ratio of 4-5 compared to the previous maximum of 2-3. Advertisers will have to be a little bit tighter in their copy moving forward. All right, that is it for episode 371 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing at braveatworld.com. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. Uh, That was stated weirdly. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And I hope you have a really great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveatworld.com.